Welcome to the Christian Coach Podcast, where our mission is to serve coaches through conversations so they can lead like Jesus. I'm Gian Lemmy, associate head coach at Liberty University Women's Tennis, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chad Simpson. Chad, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Hey, Gian, it's good to see you. Uh, yeah, so I'm on staff with Athletes in Action Tennis, getting ready to relaunch this ministry. And uh, yeah, the podcast we started last fall, and we just had the, the desire to learn from coaches, to share these conversations so other Christian coaches can hear a little bit behind the heart of a Christian coach, the, the tactics, the strategy of, the, of a Christian coach, things they're learning and reading and, and whatever uh, we dig up throughout this, this conversation. And uh, we're so excited to, to release another episode today with, with Jody Karsak. Uh, Gian had this interview and, and it was really, really good. If I'm gonna just tease one thing out real fast, Gian. And uh, about midway through the interview, she had a list of um, things that her program did when she was a women's basketball coach that was phenomenal. I think it'll be really beneficial for coaches to hear what they were doing to try to be different and, and uh, spread spread Christianity throughout their, their public school. Yeah, Jody, um, it was it was such a unique experience, Chad. And, and she was one of the only uh, guests that after we finished praying, Chad, she asked, how could she be praying for me? You know, and so that was, that caught me off guard. Not that you should ask that, but it was just caught me off guard because we were interviewing her. And then for five, 10 minutes after the interview, she, she was interviewing me, you know, and, and, and it was really nice to see that she was interested in what we were doing and wanted to be involved. But yeah, Jody used to be a girls basketball coach in Kansas and her husband had to move and she'll talk a little bit about that. And now she's an FCA area rep um, in Olathe, Kansas. Um, and I, I really like that list that you mentioned, Chad. I also liked um, when she talked about the defining moment in her faith life when she moved to community college after high school and how that shaped her and started shaping her faith. Um, but there's so many stories in there. She was so thoughtful in her answers, Chad. And if you sign up for a Patreon community, you can watch the interview and you'll see that she's really trying to choose the right words um, so that her, her answers have the most impact possible. Um, but we don't want to waste too much more of your time, um, listeners, and uh, we hope you enjoyed this interview with Jody Karsak. Coach Jody Karsak, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. As a, as a listener, you know, our first question is always, what does it mean to you to be a Christian coach? Coach, first of all, I, I want to just say thank you for having me. It's truly an honor and a privilege to be able to talk about these things with you. And what I find in my own experience, there's not a lot of people pouring into coaches. And as I have listened to several of what you have, coaches you've already talked to, I just feel a sense of coming away with a little bit of golden nuggets from everybody and uh, that, that has helped me to become a better uh, Christian coach. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, to, to answer your question, I, I think it's an identity question. And what I mean by that is our identity is in Christ and coaching is what we do. And um, I think that's so important. That's something that as a coach in our program, we often told our kids, you know, that the sport isn't who you are, but it's what you have the privilege of doing. And I know several of our young ladies uh, caught on to that. Um, 
But I think when you truly understand uh, the calling of what it means to be a Christian in Matthew, it talks about the great commission for us to go and make disciples. And so as a Christian coach, it's just a platform for us Christian coaches to be able to make disciples and to hopefully influence others, our players, our coaches, maybe even the community to Christ by the way that we coach. True. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. Um, do you think that it's a identity is a big problem now in, in our sports society with coaches and athletes? Sure. To be honest, I have to protect my own heart from that. It's very easy uh, in my human nature to want to um, almost put another notch on my belt because we've made it to state so many years in a row or we won a state title because those are the things that um, culture really celebrates. And those things are wonderful and we do strive for those. And I'm not taken away from those. We all wanna win. Uh, but at the end of the day, we cannot identify ourselves in that because it will leave us feeling empty. And I think those are conversations that are so important to have with your players as a coach, um, because those conversations don't always take place in other arenas at home. Mom and dad may be all about the wins and going to get the college scholarship yeah. or, um, you know, with their, their, their club teams. And, and I'm talking specifically basketball because that's what I have coached. But um, so, so maybe in their AAU summer club, it's all about the win. So I think as a Christian coach, it is important for us to address the identity issue, but also I'm thinking about their age <laughs> in high school and even in college you know, you hear the term, we're trying to, you know, I'm trying to find out who I am, you know, so you're, you're, so I think identity is, is a, a big thing for sure. And I, I think what, what a great platform for us, because there's that special bond between the player and the coach. Yeah. I, I always tell my girls and I'm at a Christian school. And so I can be a little bit more blunt about where they should put their right, identity right. in. Um, but I, I always tell them, you know, your identity is not what you look like. Your identity is not what people say you are. And your identity is not um, what you do, you know. Um, right. And I'm always reminding them of those things, mainly after losses and after wins as well. Um, sure. You know, it's, if it's, it's a roller coaster every time. You know, they, <laughs> they win, they're happy, they lose, they're sad. They win, they're happy, they right. lose, they're sad. And right. it's uh, right. always able to maintain that balance, staying a little bit more steady. <laughs> Um, it's, For it's sure. a, it's a good thing. Did you always want to be a coach? I did, you know, um, to give you just a glimpse of my faith background, yeah. I grew up in a broken home. And, um, when I started playing sports in fifth grade, you know, I realized, oh, I'm, I, I, this comes kind of natural to me and it made, it gave me confidence. And so, um, and, and I didn't have a father in the home, but the Lord blessed me with phenomenal coaches that became like fathers. And the game itself gave me such a confidence that I wanted to give back to the game. And I wanted to carry on the legacy of the coaches 
um, that, that coached me, uh, per se. Sure. Yeah. Um, give us go, let's go back then to when you start playing sports. Um, what made you start playing sports? Um, and then tell us a little bit about your journey of how now you got to where you are. Sure. So, um, I've, I've always was kind of a tomboy, you know, I got my hat on now <laughs> and, um, you know, God just wires us all differently. And for me, uh, this is a true story. When I was a little girl, I did have a doll, but she was in my closet <laughs> and, and I had a soccer ball actually that I carried around everywhere. And so I was just really drawn to athletics, even as a young child. Um, although I did want to be a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader, I don't know why, but, um, <laughs> So fast forward. Um, did you have uh, Did you have brothers or sisters growing up? I did. I did. Okay. I had an older brother, older okay. sister, and a younger sister. So, okay. and all of us were very much into athletics. So, I think it was part of our DNA. Yeah. Um, but for sure. So then, when I got, you know, when I was young, we didn't quite start. You know, when we were two and three, um, we started more of fifth, sixth grade. So. That's when I started, actually started playing softball first. And, and then someone saw me play softball and asked if I would play on their basketball team. And, and fast forward even more, um, I went to Olathe South High School in Olathe, Kansas. Uh, had, a, had a fun, exciting career there. And then um, I actually went to a junior college uh, playing wise at Cloud County Community College in um, Concordia, Kansas, had, had a great time there. Just a great experience. That's actually when my faith really bolstered uh, while I was there, um, kind of made it my own. And then I played basketball at Wichita State University and um, met my husband there in a history class. And he was from a town called Derby, which is just south of Wichita. Okay. And uh, that's where I've spent the last 10 years coaching basketball. Okay. You, you said your, your faith bolstered while you're in community college. Um, what were the reasons for that? Um, and were there people in your life pouring into you at that stage? I would say number one, it, it was the first time I was by myself. I did not know another soul. And so I think at that juncture, I was either going to go one way or the other. And um just walking with the Lord, I knew that I had a much more greater peace and that I was going to be taken care of. God has authority in all things and that he was going to take care of me. Um, but there was uh, the Schmitz. They ran an FCA program there and I got involved with that and connected with other athletes. And so I would say those two things mainly. Okay. And then you, you got married, you moved to Derby and and yes. you've been there for now how many years this year uh we've we've been there about 12 12 okay. years or so coaching about 10 okay and tell, tell us how how that is um it's it was a public school right and so yes. how did your faith and coaching intersect in the public setting you know i think this is a great question because a lot of my colleagues and I, we have these discussions, um, especially in the public school setting, because there's this fear factor. And I actually think that Satan uses that against us a little bit. And he wants us to be afraid. And to be honest, um, you know, I, I, 
I, I wrote down some things because I, I have to write things down to remember. <laughs> Me too. Um, yeah. So, um, so some things that we, that we did, uh, in, in our program, let me get to that real quick here, is um, first of all, just we have to make sure we're abiding in Christ, right? And so as if I'm walking with the Lord, then I can be led by the Lord. I can't have my, I can't expect to be a complete coach. And what I mean by that is I can be all about culture and Jesus and all of those things in the public school setting. But if I um, don't know X's and O's, I can't coach. You're not going to be a great coach. So I've got to know X's and O's. So I've got to learn and grow in that area. But I've also um, want to get to, to their mind and their heart. And so, and, and ultimately uh, it's just about abiding in Christ and just like, how do we abide in Christ is we relate to him. So our, our culture is really based on relationships and um, loving, you know, and, and John, it, it commands us, God command, Christ was commanding his disciples to love. And I think it's interesting that it's a command, which means that it's not a feeling, right? Yeah. Love isn't a feeling or a suggestion. Yes, but it's a command. Even when it's hard, I don't feel like it. Well, your mom and dad, they're not treating me great. So I don't know. Right. So we have to choose to love even when it's hard. And um, I think that's the key thing in a public school setting is if we love like Christ, they're going to notice that there's something different about you. But in our, in our, cult, or in our program, we did things like a sisterhood retreat that was faith-based and I would have the kids uh, parents sign off on that uh, we had what we called the character coach also known as a chaplain that would come to all of our games um, we had Thursday night dinners where we would bring in uh, community members and they would speak to our team and we also had our character coach who who might uh, speaks uh, truth from the Bible and those kinds of things. Um, but again, this is all being signed off of. And in, in eight years of being a head coach, I was an assistant prior to that. I never had one person ever, parents say, no, I don't want them a part of that. Um, so in terms of sharing the gospel, um, those happen when the kids come to you. So to give you an example, um, I was really kind of ministering to a young, young girl and eventually she just comes to me and she was like, I don't know what this whole Jesus thing is about, but I need to know. Like, I just, it's just welling up in my heart. I've got to know coach. And so, you know, God will provide those opportunities uh, for sure. Um, another thing is using stories from the Bible. Uh, I can remember we had a, a kind of a crosstown, a crosstown rival. And um, when I first started, we, we did, we were just building our skill and those kinds of things. And, and we could never beat this one team. And so I used the story of Moses sending the spies over to the promised land. And I was like, and these one, these two, only two of the 12 were really pumped, you know, and I, and, and they're all just like, 
because we love stories, right? Yeah. We love yeah. stories. And so they're just engaged and they're, well, what happened coach? And the ones that were brought up in church, they're kind of giggling, you know, yeah. like, Oh, we know that story. So there's a, there's a thousand ways that you can implement your faith. Um, I think the idea at least from conversations with my colleagues is that we have to stand up and quote scripture. We have to stand up and give the gospel. No, <laughs> you know, you don't have to do those things. Those things will come, you know, as you just love your kids and build those relationships, yeah. plant those seeds consistently. Absolutely. It'll, it'll bloom. Yeah. Um, That's right. And so now you, you've recently retired from coaching. Um, yes. How has that been? You know, what what was God teaching you through those uh, those moments before making the decision, and then now uh, a few a few weeks after making that decision? It's interesting. We just talked about identity, Coach, because it was a big identity check with me. And so, long story short, my husband um, got his job got moved to Olathe. And, um, you know, he's the breadwinner and, and I, and of course we've got to go. And so I left a program that I felt very comfortable with that all of the things that we're talking about that through experience. And, and I also tell coaches, colleagues that it does take reps, just like, you, you know, our kids have to rep their skills. We have to rep being able to uh, share, you know, intertwine our faith with our coaching that takes reps and practice and yeah. we get better at it. And so doing that for eight years, I was starting, it was a very joyful place and, and an awesome place. And so now I'm leaving that. And I went into about a two week period of almost like, God, what are you doing? Why are we doing this? And um, I was li living with my in-laws at the time and, and my mother-in-law even knocked on the door. Are you coming out today? Those are identity issues, right? Yep. And so, um, but God reminded me who I was in him and, and that he would have something for me. But I think as coaches, we also have to make sure that we keep our identity in check um, as well. And, and that's probably one of the biggest things uh, because he separated me from what I was comfortable with. And when God separates you from what you're comfortable with, watch out. He's about to teach you some really awesome things. Yeah, that's true. I think just going back to Moses, you know, he, he was very comfortable living in Egypt there right. um, and, but he was willing. And so um, it's, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's good. Um, now give us some, um, tips on a lot of coaches move all the time right and it's just coaching and college coaching even more it's just coaching moving all the time and taking their families with them uprooting their kids um what are some practical tips that you might have for for families that are going through a transition right now or that they're about to go through a transition that could make that moment a little bit easier a little bit smoother for the whole family The obvious is make sure that you're staying connected with the Lord and, um, uh, you know, and, and with your spouse and with your, with your kids. And 
and, and the second thing is communication. Um, I think communication is so key to even coaching, um, to, to helping your kids understand why you're doing things. When I played eons ago, we did things because our coach told us to. Oh, coach said bear crawl across the floor in the middle of a game. Okay, I, this is strange, but we'll do it. Kids will would never do that today. Yeah, um, there's a rare one maybe, but but communication. I think um, you know we. My husband and I. My husband had to live up in Olathe, um, which is two and a half hours from Derby, while since October, so all during the season. And so just being intentional, making sure we're connecting, making sure that we're talking about how are you and having those types of conversations. Um, it's definitely not a time that you can just float and go, okay, we're gonna be together in six months. Um, but but, but uh, just connecting with the Lord and make in that extra intentionality for sure. Well, that's, that's good. I, I'm taking some notes. Um, <laughs> um, coach, thank you. Thank you so much for, for coming on. This, this has been great. Um, how can people find out more about you and uh, what you're, you're, you're doing next now with your career? Sure. Um, like most of us, uh, we have, you know, the social media. Um, I have one at Jody Karsak. Um, J-O-D-I-E-K-A-R-S-A-K. Um, what I'm going through right now is what I am. I'm, I'm super excited. I was, I went through that identity and what God had shown me is I have something even more exciting for you right now. And, and so he's called me to ministry with FCA Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And what I didn't, I might have said this earlier, but Olathe is where I went to high school. And so I haven't been here for 30 years, but I'm back. And now I get to go and pour into coaches. I am so excited about that because I just lived it for eight years. And I think to myself, if I would have had somebody come alongside of me and say, hey, Karsak, how can I pray for you? What's going on in your program? How can I serve you? that would have been wonderful. And so now I get to be that person to go and pour into these coaches and Olathe. And I'm just really excited about it. Well, that, that's good. We'll link your Twitter account uh, to, to the show notes. Um, people can reach out to you if they're around the area and want to get, get a hold of sure. you. Um, how can we be praying for you? Uh, probably a couple of things. My daughter is a junior and for the first time in her life, she has learned what it look, feels like to be the outsider. And it's been wonderful as a mom and as my husband, as a dad, as we get to that whole identity piece is huge for her right now. And so, um, but just that a couple of friends that she can really, um, you know, that when you have one or two people to do life with, it makes, I mean, we're made for community. Yeah. So for my daughter, Casey, uh, to find a couple of friends, but also um, just for the ministry that God's calling me to, uh, you know, just for that to be exactly what he wants it to be. Perfect. All right, let's, let's go to pray. Okay. Dear Jesus, thank you so much 
for Coach Karsak. Thank you for all the years of service at Derby High School as a coach. Lord, thank you that you put her in a situation where she can minister to, to young ladies um, for your kingdom in, in a way that glorifies you and honors you, Lord. Um, Lord, I pray that now that she moves on to, to the next stage in her career, Lord, that those girls will, will still remember her message, that remember your message that was transmitted by Coach Karsak, Lord. They, their identity is not on what, you know, what their social media say they are or um, their results, uh, Lord, but that they, they will find their identity in you and that they will abide in you, Lord. We pray for Casey that as she moves on to a new high school as a junior, Lord, that you you put people in her life, friends that that, that can do life with her, um, that that can that can be the support group that now she's lacking, um, so that she can continue to grow in her faith and and become a godly woman, Lord. And Lord, I pray for for the ministry of FCA there in Olathe, Lord, that you open doors um, wide open for. Coach Karsak to, to minister to coaches and, and to do life with them and, and to show and share your message, Father. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 Jody did a, a really, really great job with this interview and, and it was great to hear her hearts and uh, one big thing kind of resonated with me as I spent 10 years professionally as a coach, three in high school, seven in college, and now I'm, I'm, I'm leaving that identity as a coach and stepping into ministry just like her. And uh, so we heard that word kind of throughout the interview. And uh, I think it's huge for, for coaches, for, for everybody to just be reminded that I'm not what I do. I, I don't have to perform to get God's love. Um, he loves me. I'm a child of God. And uh, that's my identity, period. And uh, so I, I'm thankful that she reminded me of, of this. And uh, I think our listeners uh, need to take those, those quiet times with the Lord to think, where am I at currently today with my identity in, in Christ and my coaching and my profession? Yeah. And Chad, I really liked the extra question I asked. Um, and again, if you guys are part of the community, you'll get to listen to her answer about how can we help athletes that are coming from broken homes. And she, she, she mentioned in the interview that she came from a broken home. Um, and both of you and I, um, our parents got divorced when we were a little younger. And so we were able to relate to that story as well. But her answer is again, so thoughtful. And I really liked, um, like you, when you teased out the list and having those, those things in a public setting. Um, I think a lot of our listeners are Christian coaches in public schools or public universities. And so that, that, that would be very helpful in, in order for them to continue to find a way to share God's love um, in, a, in a way that doesn't get them in trouble. Oh, that's true. That's true. And um, going back to the uh, kind of coming from divorced families, you know, I think a lot of coaches, why, why did you get into coaching? And, and I really think there is this uh, desire to, to give back, to, to reach out and, and find that young uh, that young person and be that father figure or mom figure mentor to them. And so really cool for, for Jody and so many others that are uh, pouring all their life and energy into young people. Yeah. Coach, we, we want to encourage you to continue to serve uh, Jesus wherever you are. Um, keep, keep looking for opportunities to, to be his messenger um, within your sports arena and never forget the mission field is right where you're at.